Thank you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us here safely. Thank you for keeping us for our lives. Thank you because only the living can praise the Lord. Thank you. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that as we start today's Bible study, we pray that Lord, more than the words that I will speak, that Lord, you will minister life to the hearts of people, that you will heal our hearts, you heal our land, and indeed, you give unto me all trance. And that your word will have its free flow. More than my preparations, Lord, that your grace will flow here today and will fill you individually and collectively. Thank you, Father, for our prayers. From Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, once again, I just want to welcome you guys. Welcome, everybody, for joining. So I was given a very <laughs> mighty topic today to handle today. You know, when I first saw it, I said, Hi, God, this is you. But we believe that God will have his way today. We believe that, you know, that his name will be glorified in our midst and that we will learn, you know, one or two things that will help us run. Amen. Okay, so first of all, I want us to understand something. You know, the topic today is mentoring children, teenagers, and youth. First of all, I want us to understand that each and everybody, each and every one of us, you know, as believers, each and every one of us as believers have been called into the children ministry, the teenagers ministry, and the youth ministry. Each and every one of us have been called because one way or the other, we are going to, you know, meet people like this. That God will have us minister life to them. Amen. So, you know, I was, I came to understand something about a year ago and, you know, First of all, we have the fivefold ministry. The apostles, the prophets, the teachers, pastors, evangelists, you know, all of them. And the apostles basically they impart something into the into the church. We become apostolic. The prophets, they you know, they also impart they also impart, you know, their their gifts to the church, they impart their zeal. And in the long run, what does that do? You know, prophet, prophetic is basically about hearing God, right? So, you know, one thing that the prophets do is that they come to help us hear God individually and collectively. And teachers, to teachers come to teach and impart that, that zeal of teaching into us so that, you know, God can use us to raise other people by teaching them. And, you know, evangelists, evangelists come to impart their zeal also, you know, so that in the long run we are able to go out and evangelize because evangelism is not just for the evangelists. But for the body of Christ. The same way I have come to understand that a man or a woman that has been called into the children, teenagers, and youth ministry is supposed to impart something to the body of Christ in the sense that she's supposed to, he or she is supposed to you know impart her zeal for the children, for the teenagers, for the youth into them. So that in the long run they, they understand what is going on in the lives of these younger ones and they are able to help. Because in the long run, eh, each and every one of us is going to have both physically and spiritual children. 
and we must learn to you know handle them amen so one thing i want us to understand perfectly one thing that you know kept kept on playing in my mind through the time when i was preparing was love love is a universal language actually and love is one important thing that we need as believers and love is is like the most important ingredients that we need as people that have been called into the children ministry teenagers ministry youth ministry amen so i'd like us to open to romans 12 romans 12 8 Romans 12, 8. Okay. Romans 12. Are we there? Okay. Sorry, Romans 12, 10. Yes, Romans 12, 10. It says, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In, in honor perfecting one another amen so the bible's instruction for us as believers as believers is that we must love ourselves we must love one another amen okay so we have different occurrences in the bible that i would like to address you know in the course of my study in the course of my research and everything i came to understand different things as related to the bible and our history christian history of course, our Christian history is also the Bible, then, you know, the ones that are close by. So, first of all, I would like us to, um, our key scripture for today will be Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Okay, it says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, this is the instruction from the Bible. saying that we should train up a child in the way that he should go. And then when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let's also jump to Judges 13. I'll try and tie up some things now. Judges 13. Judges 13 verse 3. Judges 13 verse 3. Okay, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine or strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. So I'll briefly, I'll just jump to verse 5. It says, For, for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no result shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So straight to verse 8, it says, Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. Then straight I'll jump to verse 13 and it says, And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. So you know, basically that was the story of Samson and his parents, you know, an angel of God appeared unto Samson's mother and he told her that she was going to bear a son and You know this son. He basically just told her stuff that was going to happen and They said something they said 
that the angel they pray to God that you know that God will send this man of God again to come and teach them how they should go about bringing up this child you know they needed specific instructions on how to raise this child in the way that God will help them and the angel appeared and gave them further instructions meaning that as people as young whether young or old once we get to that point where we have children physically and spiritual spiritually God will begin to give us tell us stuff about their destinies about their life and all that but then more than just God telling you that okay this particular person is going to save about a thousand souls and everything and everything is going to be an evangelist one thing we must go we must take a step further and inquire from God okay God I understand that this is his destiny but then teach us that was the extra thing that Samson's parents did they asked that God will you know teach them to the, the perfect way in which they would bring up this child and I came across a quote from Brother Billy Akoni. I probably will just paraphrase, but then he said something. He said, I've come to understand then that the most important thing, the most important time in a person's life is the stage between childhood and their teenage years. Those are, those are like the foundation of which most of the things they would do or that they would become would be built upon. And Brother Billy Akoni said something. He said, the devil is, a, is after the younger generation, after the children and teenagers. Why? Because he understands that once he can, permit me to use this word, once he can mess up their lives at this very young age, then sooner or later, they will come and join him in hell. Do you understand? Meaning that <laughs> the devil has is playing a lot of tricks. He's, he has a lot of plans on ground, you know, just to distract and sway the younger generation. Amen. And like, and like I've said, each and every believe, each and every one of us as believers have been called into this ministry, children, teenagers, and youth. Because one way or the other, we will give birth. You will give birth both spiritually and physically. And you will need the help of the Holy Spirit to bring those children up. Amen. Amen. Okay. The Bible makes us understand that children are the heritage of the Lord. And you know, if you have a few other scriptures that I'll go into, but then first of all, I would like us to look at a character. Not a character, a mother of faith, actually. One of our generals. And she's the person of Amy Carmichael. Amy Carmichael. You know, she was a missionary in the 80s. In 1880s, she basically went to India, you know, to for her evangelism for her ministry and that was where god established her and i was reading the stories of her life and you know different things just started hitting me left right and center i remember when um our brother brother Kola, dada taught last week wednesday during bible study and he mentioned that you know that for all of us that have certain gifts certain destinies there are people in, in the past people in history that have done these things before so it is important that we go through history and check on those people as we check on them, we'll be receiving impartations here and there that will help us to run this race effectively. Amen. And, you know, I was reading through this woman's life and, you know, different things started standing out for me. You know, she, at the age of 16, she lost her father and, you know, a lot of responsibilities came up. You know, she had to provide herself and her mother, Catherine, Carmichael, and... It was a very tough season for her, but then she persevered, and I came to understand that at the age of 17, 
that was when she started at the age of 16 rather she gave her life to christ and you know it was straight from there that she started you know going around and scattering places you know bringing people to christ and all that and all that started fellowship and everything and you know the hardship she faced as a young child you know without a father the hardship she faced was one of the basic things that helped her to be a leader a leader of compassion a leader of love one thing that gen- that governed this woman's life was love and that was one thing that stood out for me love the children the children that came to her in india you know they were between the ages of eight ten young girls that you know they were basically used in a temple as prostitutes you know so the hindu priests and old men in the communities you know they did terrible things to them and you know for some of them they were sold or they were made to marry at a very young age so this was one of the things that god used amy carmichael to you know stop in india and the world at large really did not believe in her and you know she mentioned a few things that hit me she said she basically didn't have a manual i understand that for a lot of churches that we have today you know you have this sunday school manual or you have this you know list of things that people have written in the past do you understand so um basically <laughs> i just received that <laughs> okay basically she she didn't have a manual she didn't have a guide although she had spiritual fathers in the person of robert wilson and thomas walker she gave but then she didn't have a manual but she had two things she had the bible and she had the holy spirit meaning that she had the word of god and the proceeding word of god why because she was a woman that was given to love these people and she was a woman that studied the word of god which takes us to second timothy 2 verse 15 that says study to show yourself approved a workman that need not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth amen so she had the proceeding word of god given to her by the holy spirit and that was able to help her to set certain um foundations in her ministry even though the devil did his best to try and discourage her you know try to end her and all that but then she was able to make a mark in destiny amen so she was able to stop temple prostitution and all that in her time meaning that for each and every one of us there is a call there's something that god has brought us to do especially for people that are into this ministry children teenagers and youth there's something that god has called us to break loose probably it is in the mind of the children because you know i happened to volunteer in my church you know for some years and i came to the knowledge that saying these children these younger people they have a lot of things that they are going through low self-esteem you know different terrible things but then these are some of the things that the love of god is able to overcome amy carmichael was the was type of person that once a child came into her her care she would make the child sit on her laps and she would kiss the child on the cheeks or on the face or whatever and that was an expression of the love of the father so one like i said one fundamental thing that is needed in the upbringing of a child in the upbringing of a teenager or a youth is love a child that is loved appropriately from both sides would 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 fulfill a lot of things in his or her life you know most of these children they don't even believe in themselves they need someone to believe in them they need hope and they are looking at a lot of us they just need help and based on 
the little experience that I had. See, uh, you you might labor for years and it feels like you are not getting results. It feels like you know this person that you are praying for regularly is not even making headwaves. Like she's just making the same mistakes. He or she's just making the same mistakes. But then I came to understand that as the year went by, you will see that there is a drastic change in their lives. It might look it might look little to you that you are not doing anything, but the more we do, the more God is is, is in our midst. Amen. Okay, so um. And you know you learn a lot of things from these children actually by being with them. You ne- you learn a lot. They <laughs> believe it or not, children impart us with a lot of things. I I happen to have this child you know around and a baby actually and there are sometimes she stares at me and I begin to picture in my mind this is the way we should come to God because just that stare makes makes you just fall in love with the child and that is the way God has you know made us god god expects that we approach him amen so i would just like us to to just worship for like two minutes like two minutes just i have there's this song that you know was laid in my heart to sing to us today and i pray that as we listen that god will bless us amen I look to you, you look to me, that's that something, it's a spark in my heart. I look to you, you look to me, that's that something, it's a smile on my face. I look to you, you look to me. That's that something It's a spark in my heart I look to you You look to me That's that something It's a smile on my face And just like a child I'll keep looking Till I am changed Till I become like you and I will not walk, I will not crawl, I will run in your mind. And just like a child, I'll keep looking till I am changed, till I become like you. I will not walk, I will not crawl, I will run. Amen. So you know, just focusing on that, on those lyrics, you know, one thing that comes to mind is that you know, say, just like a child, I'll keep looking till I am changed, till I become like you. So, you know, one thing that happens is that one thing we learn from these children is that beholding, the way we look intently upon God, and you know, by that, God is able to bring us to a place of spiritual acceleration. Amen. Amen. So I'll just, I'll just quickly jump through. It. Through scripture now I'll just quickly jump through scripture and you know one thing that has stood out to me in in my studying of the Word of God in the last few shall I say in the last few months is patterns 
there are certain patterns that play out. You know, I came to understand that, you know, in as much as a lot of us are running after men of God and, you know, we want to receive impartation here and there and here and there, as, as we are able to receive the positive, there's always an expression of the negative, believe it or not. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, I'll show you proof from scripture. Like Pastor Dami says, I will show you proof. I'd like us to open to Genesis 20. Genesis 20. Genesis 20 from verse 1 to 2. Okay, so it says, And Abraham journeyed thence towards the south country, and dwelt between Kedash and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said to Sarah his wife, And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Amen. So this is the part of scripture where Abraham basically lied that Sarah was not his wife. You know. So I'll jump to his son Isaac in the book of in Genesis 26, from verse 6 to 7. Okay, it says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. That's the same place where his father was when he sinned, when he lied to, you know. To the king, and he says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Okay, the scripture is Genesis 26, from verse 6 to 7. It says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, she is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife, lest said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebecca, because she was fair to look upon. So you notice the pattern. In as much as Abraham prayed for Isaac and, you know, he gave him certain, the gifts, you know, the blessings of Abraham, basically, was important to Isaac. In as much as he received that part of, you know, his father, he also, in a sense, was able to receive this part where, you know, he was in the same land where his father was and he lied about a certain thing. That's why I said, you know, that's why as people that are in charge of children, teenagers and youth, we must be very careful that our lives are lives of purity before we're able to impart it to these children because it will go it will go a long way to tell upon their lives. Straight away I'll jump to First Samuel. First Samuel chapter two. First Samuel chapter two. Um First Samuel chapter two from verse twelve. This was the life of Eli, 12 verse 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 12 It says, Now the sons of Eli were the sons of Belila, and they knew not the Lord. You know, this was the life of Eli and his children. You know, they they basically were doing a lot of atrocities. And then Samuel was, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 8. 1 Samuel chapter 8 from verse 1. It says, And it came to pass when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of the firstborn was Joel, and the, and the name of the second Abia, and they were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after Lucre, and took bribes and perverted judgments. So you see something here. In as much as Eli, um, as in as much as Samuel was a was a good man, a perfect man in a sense, he he received something from Eli that was not all that good because the children of Eli Samuel's children in a sense started behaving like them even though it was not that bad you know but then this was the pattern then if you jump to David's life in 2nd Samuel 
chapter 13 verse 2 it says and Ammon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar for she was a virgin and Ammon thought it hard for him to do anything to her so jumping to verse 11 it says and when she had brought them unto him to eat he took hold of her and said unto her come lie with me my sister and she answered in me my brother do not force me for no sort of thing ought to be done in Israel do not do this fully so you see a pattern here again from Eli to Samuel to David. David obviously received some impartations from Samuel and Samuel from Eli. So there was also a transference of the positive and negative sides of these men into themselves. So I just came to the knowledge of this thing that, you know, as people that are in charge of children, as people that are in charge of teenagers, as people that are in charge of youth, it is very important that we watch our lives because the more we conduct purity, the easier it is for them to live perfect lives because they are receiving certain patterns from us as people in charge of children, as people in charge of teenagers, as people in charge of youth. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, I noticed in the life of David something else. You know, he David sinned. We all know about the sin of David in as much as he was a perfect man also, a man that sees the face of God and all that. He did something wrong. And then in that same second Samuel 13, verse 12 he says but when david heard of these things he was very wroth david was angry at ammon but he couldn't do anything why because i believe that there was a certain judgment in his heart that ah me that had sinned and god had already placed certain things upon me that you know he said well will not see from my house and all that and all that so he brings us to a point that as people are in charge of this younger generation it is important that we live perfect lives so that we are able to correct them when they start making certain mistakes in the perfect way without feeling you know judgment upon our hearts amen and you notice from this that david actually learned his lesson because david wrote you know a lot of the proverbs to his son solomon so in as much as he made certain mistakes in the lives of his children absalom amnon he was able to correct this mistake in the life of Solomon. Even though Solomon also, you know, had his own excesses, he was also he was able to receive positive sides. He was able to correct certain things in the life of his son, Solomon. You know, one one particular scripture that my mom kept telling us as young people was, "My son, is still as enticed with consent now or not." That was in Proverbs, I think Proverbs one verse eight or verse ten. You know, that's one very important scripture that I believe. David hammered into the heart of in the, into the heart of Solomon that helped him, you know, change, help him, help him become a good man. And I was reading also through the life of Josiah. Josiah was a was a king in Israel at the age of eight. And I kept wondering, how can a child, because he was a child, how can a person at the age of eight lead people? that are probably in their 60s, 40s, it didn't make any sense. But then I came to understand that Josiah had a teacher. He was properly mentored. That was why he was able to lead the people. So that means there is a possibility, because I remember in my church, we have certain responsibilities that we give to the younger people. We have certain responsibilities that we give to the children and teenagers. And you understand that they are able to carry out these tasks properly because they have been taught and mentored in the right way 
they've been taught our mentor they've been taught how to pray they've been taught how to study the word of god so it is easier for people like that to minister in a sense so these are important things that we must take note of um one person also in scriptures that struck something in my heart same person is actually david in the areas of in the area of the youth in second first samuel 20 22 said david therefore departed hence and captured to the cave adulam and when his brethren and all his father's house heard it they went down till out to him and everyone that was in distress everyone that was in debt everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them and they were with him about 400 men you know this was the time you know in the cave when david was able to gather young men i believe youths and was able to train them you know as spiritual men and also as men of war we'll read further in second samuel when the bible was listing the mighty men of david excuse me when was listing the mighty men of david and you know you have certain people there that the bible mentioned that they did great things there was one of david's mighty men that was able to kill giants why because he learned from a giant slayer there was another man that was able to kill 600 men and i was wondering how because he was able to learn from a good mentor meaning that as people that have been called into these areas we must be perfect men we must we must be skillful and we'll be able to transfer these gifts into people minding that our lives are lives of purity um in the life of the likes of timothy um that was let's open to first summer sorry first timothy Sorry, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. It says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which girl first in thy grandmother Louise and thy mother Eunice, and persuaded that is in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that is still of the spiritual gifts that are in thee. Okay, okay. Okay, so you understand that for a man like Timothy, he had a proper foundation, which is which is what I've been trying to establish since as people that you know would eventually have our physical children we must bring them up in the, in the place of faith in the place of purity in the place of understanding the power of god because that was one of the things that actually helped timothy here he mentions that you know his grandmother louise and his mother eunice had unfinished faith so that thing was able to to play out in the life of timothy you know i'm jumping to chapter 3 verse 10 it says but that was fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. David, um, Timothy was able to transfer, was able to move from a place of his physical appearance to a place of his spiritual father, that is Paul. So I think this is just a foundation for all of us, making us to understand that yeah, each and every one of us has this ministry as children teenagers and youth there's something there's someone around us there's someone around us that is in dire need you just need to look around and you'll find children around you that are in dire need of someone to guide them someone to help them you know even before we get to when we start having physical children because when we are able to perfect our skills in raising these people around us it is easier for us to communicate this same life into our physical children and then in the long run people that 
would come after. Amen. Um, finally, um, okay, so one, one, also one very important thing is that you know I mentioned that Josiah was a king at the age of eight, and we also had teenagers that were kings in their young age, meaning that these people can take up leadership positions if they are properly mentored, if they are properly discipled. So, you know, as you know, parents are listening, future parents, spiritual parents, whatever it is, must understand that we have been called to a place of raising children into the place of authority. Especially in the season that we are in this nation, you know, we notice that the younger generation are coming, they are coming up. But then one thing that is important that they need is wisdom. One thing they need, you know, the Bible says that the strength of the young men will fail. But then one thing that doesn't fail is the wisdom of God. We must impart unto these people the wisdom of God. And before we can do that, we must have received the wisdom of God for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Okay, so. Keva dulom, keva dulom, they would come weary and broken. Keva dulom, keva dulom, they would come dejected and lost. Keva dulom, keva dulom. They would come weary and broken. Kevadulam, Kevadulam. They would come dejected and lost. They are seeking for a leader, seeking for a leader. And I have called you to raise men, equip men. I have called you to raise men, to equip men. Amen. So this is the this is the word of God, you know, coming to someone here today, and he's saying that, you know, he's bringing you to a place of raising the younger people, not necessarily youths, not necessarily teenagers, but youths. He's bringing you to a place of spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding to impart onto this younger generation. The more you wait on him, the more he's able to impart these things to you. And you know, I also have a word for another person here today. The Bible is um that God is saying that there is this sort of separation between you and your parents. It seems like they don't understand you. They don't they are not there for you. But God is saying that he's bringing you to a place of closure for this to these people. He's bringing you to a place of solid of a solid relationship where they begin to trust you and where they, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a flow of love from them to you. Amen. Amen. So I just want us to spend like a minute praying. I just want us to spend a minute praying. Thanking God for today. Our first time, as I, I believe that there are people here that are listening to us for the first time. So I'd like to welcome you to. I'd like to welcome you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part.